We see the inside of the local police precinct. Inside the holding cell is a man, tall, lanky, dark hair. He wears a white ice cream man uniform. It's Tony, and he's laying on the cement bench that's set in the wall. All is quiet. Suddenly, he shoots up, tears in his eyes. Slowly, he turns, facing the officer's desk outside the holding cell. The officer looks up. (laughs) Oh, so you're finally up, huh? Tony slides off the bench, falling to his knees, crawling to the bars of the holding cell. Please, he says. His shaking hands wrap around the bars as he pulls himself closer to the cell door. Please, you need to help me. I, I didn't do it. It wasn't, it wasn't me. He's weeping now. The officer slides his chair back and stands up. Oh, so now you want to talk. He smirks, malice in his eyes. Please, officer, officer, please. In a swift motion, the officer removes his nightstick and slams it against the bars. Tony falls back, scuttling backwards, shielding his face. We all know you kidnapped those kids, you sick fuck. I can't wait to see what they do to you in prison. Everybody, welcome to Myth Takes. Hello. <laughs> that was the energy in here. That was dark. <laughs> um, so I'm Morgan, your keeper, uh, and we're still doing our still untitled arc. Hopefully, Colin comes up with a good name for it because he's better at that than me. And um, yeah, uh, I am joined today still by three fine folks who will now introduce themselves. My name is Max. Uh, and I'm on a, I'm on two podcasts on the I, this is my third. Well, let's not quantify that because then I have to think about it. I'm on two other. I'm a co-host on two other podcasts on the Scavengers Network, Insanely Haunted, where uh, we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures, which is the worst ghost hunting show of all time, and <laughs> Fan and Ball, where my dear friend Beth and I talk to people who have fond memories about uh, fandom and fandom communities. And you can find me on. Twitter at Max underscore the word underscore. Um, I am Beth. Uh, I, uh, okay, hold on. I am Beth. Beth. Do podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Me good. Talk into stick. I am the co-host of, uh, gravity. Nope. The fourth turn away gravity falls fan cast. Um, and a puddle as a puddle. Nope. I'm so sorry. God, I really messed you guys up with my intro. You wow. Did. I'm like, I, I'm, sh- I'm shaken. I'm not shook. I'm shaken. Okay. Wow. I'm going to breathe. Okay. Okay. And I'm Beth. Um, I am the co-host of the fourth journal, a gravity falls fan cast and fan and ball um, as Max was talking about. And I'm also a cast member of a pot a, uh, actual play horror improv podcast and 
You can find me on Twitter at Beth Eleanor with two R's, and that's B-E-T-H-E-L-E-A-N-O-R-R. Hi, my name is Alex. Um, I am on a variety of scavengers media, including Journey Under 30, um, rotating cast member on Myth Takes. I have a uh, future podcast to be uh, coming into the network. Um, my handle's on Twitter, so I am uh, on... My Twitter handle is French at music. Um, Instagram, if you want to see cute animals, is Gromit and Savannah. <laughs> and then um, I'll just leave it at that. Cool. And once again, I'm Morgan Spatola, your keeper for this arc. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Morgan Spatola, S-P-A-T-O-L-A. I co-host The Broads and the Bees, and I do this show, Myth Takes. And um, I think that's it. I just do the two, I'm pretty sure. someone will correct me if i'm wrong uh all right so last episode y'all uh we're just kind of milling about desecrating crime scenes and um figuring out you know what's going on mrs hadley went missing you went to the hospital and found out that mr hadley is also gone and we don't know where he is right now Uh, and then um at the end of the episode Uh, Officer Calhoun was going to turn you over to the um, security tapes, and he also revealed that Sam, who was the snot-nosed kid that kept sniffing. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's who Sam is. Yeah, the the cute one with the snot nose. Yeah, um, he's missing. And um, yeah, so we'll just get right back into it. So Officer Calhoun says whatever he said. Yeah, (laughs) Sam Lynette's (laughs) missing now. Um, and now we're in it. Okay, Wait, see that kid? Was he the snot-nosed kid? <laughs> I don't know. I never met him. Oh. <laughs> he, he was the nice child that I was talking to yesterday. And she looks Wait, really he? upset. You talked you talk to him yesterday? Yes. Did he say anything? He... Well, I pull up my notes... <laughs> Y'all, it's been like three months. Oh, I know. Give me a break. Well, she pulls a notepad out of her back pocket. Right. Oh, and where no, were you? She pulls a slab. She's. <laughs> um. He said they uh, got in a rocket ship or something like that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> said Tony put these kids on a rocket ship. I I kind of wrote it off because you know he's a, he's a little kid. But yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. like much. She um. He said. He said. His mother said that um, t- Tony was not good and that Tony had gone missing. I suppose this is things you already know, but uh, but he seemed upset. He knew the younger, the Hadley child. He knew huh. him. He was his friend. Uh, hang on, I gotta take this. And he pulls his phone out, and you see it's ringing. He walks away. Um, he's talking on the phone for a second, and he's, you know, kind of looks surprised, and he comes back and, you know, hangs up. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll I'll be right there. And he hangs up. Uh, well, more developments. Uh, looks like they got him. They got Tony. So I'm gonna go back to the precinct now. Uh, the head security officer i talk to him all the time his name's mike um just ask for for mike johnson which is the name that didn't just make up and 
and give him this warrant. He'll he'll help you out. I guess just let me know if you see anything. But I gotta go go talk to this guy. It looks like uh looks like they got him. And he just Calhoun, leaves. real quick before you go. Oh yeah, Sarah. I mean, I know I you know me. I hate to sound like a hate to sound like I'm I'm off my rocker here, but you know anywhere in town we might find something like a rocket ship. He just looks at you. All right. Buck, I'll talk to you later. He walks away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see ya. And now you All have right. the warrant and you have the name of the head security officer for the hospital. Okay, I'm going to go in pushes first. pushes it into Buck's hands. Okay, okay I'm going I'm to walk up to the nice uh, reception person before. Hi, how can I help you? Hi, uh, my name is Buck. I'm looking for a Mike Johnson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, give me just a second. I will call him. And she Please. taps a few things on the phone. And she's like, yeah, hey, got someone here for you. And she covers the receiver. What? Sorry. What was your name again? Uh, my name. Wow, I'm forgetting my own name. Uh, my name is Buck Harrison. <laughs> okay. It's Buck Harrison. He wants to talk to you. Okay, cool. And then, okay, he'll be right down. She hangs up. And uh, then a few minutes later, this guy in a what looks like a rent-a-cop security uniform um, that has the insignia of the hospital on it, bald. He's kind of like squat, but he looks like he could take you in a fight. He walks over and he's like, uh, hey, you, uh, I'm Mike. You're Buck? You wanted to see me? Yeah, uh, hi. Uh, I've been working with um, Officer Calhoun on this, uh, the Hadley situation, and I wanted to know if you could help us out. There's a situation? I didn't know about that, but yeah, uh, Calhoun's a good good friend of mine. What's, uh, what can I help you with? So we wanted to know if we could get access to cameras around the hospital. So there, there's, so the situation is that uh, there was a... There was a patient that was brought to the hospital and he left way sooner than we thought he would have because his injuries were pretty bad. And we want to see which way he might have gone, if he had any help in getting out. Yeah, I can uh, definitely show you back there. I need some kind of warrant or something to put on file, though. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, right here, right here, right here. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Let me takes it and leads you back over to where the security desk or office i don't know it's an office it's down a hallway and yeah. you go in the office and we'll just say he gets you all set up and he's super nice and chill and now you have access to looking at the footage and he shows you how to do it and then he's like oh i gotta go deal with something and he just walks away he's like i'll be back in like 20 minutes wow this guy's and very trusting yeah he's like super <laughs> chill and um <laughs> and it's cool. all good so <laughs> i don't know he just he likes officer calhoun i guess so yeah Good stuff. And now you have access to security footage. So what's your plan? Um, so how many cameras are on the network? Like a lot. Like it's a big hospital. So there's like a lot of cameras. How many cameras would be in a big hospital? Like 50? How, how big is like, the hospital? I don't know. I, <laughs> it's bigger <laughs> like, than bread box. Yeah, it is. A lot of, are hospitals bigger than a bread box? It's mm-hmm. like... Like as That's big a as a question. high school, maybe. It's really hard like, to say. <laughs> we'll just say like forty-five. And if somebody that uh, listens to this is like, "Wow, you're crazy! I'm a security officer for a hospital, and that's not how it works," then just don't at me. It's fine. All right, Mike Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So there's so just a I'm bunch g- of them, but they're they're like separated. So you know, there's yeah. different. You know, you can see Ward E and Ward C, and you can see the lobby and the emergency room, and I don't know the OR. So you can kind of like, you know, he showed you and like kind any of exits, like, and yeah, what it's like. like that. So, yeah. Am I remembering okay. right that Pete got the name of the room that Mister Hadley was in? No, she actually never told you. I don't think. Ah, oh, shucks. Yeah, sorry. So I'm. I would say since we don't have any kind of room number. Uh, looking at the cameras for any exits and entrances okay. would probably be the best idea. Cool. So Go ahead and investigate a mystery. All right. So that's going to be a D12. Wow. And that is going to be... Wait, is it a D12? Or... Yeah, it is. Okay. It's 2D6. So then... Oh, I thought you 2D6? said you rolled a 12. I was like, wow. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, oh, it's 2D6. Well... I guess you can roll a D12, but it's supposed to be 2D6. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that was a, that was sharp. So that is an eight. Okay. So you can ask one of the questions. Uh, where did Mr. Hadley go? Um, so you're looking, so you kind of, you end up looking at the lobby um, around 6 a.m. So that's mm-hmm. when he checked out and you see him uh, standing yeah, okay, so you see him walk into the lobby, and he's walking with somebody um, who is tall and lanky and has dark hair and is wearing an mm. ice cream man uniform. Mm. And they're walking together, um, and and they go check out at the desk, and they walk out together, and that's it. And he's, he's like, wearing his clothes. He's not, like, in a hospital gown or anything. Yeah. Are there... I, 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 let me, tell me if this is a too big to be like it just a uh, clarifying question so are there any cameras pointing to outside of the hospital yes so yeah i guess too? i can tell you that <laughs> hold on let me think about it <laughs> yeah well so there are but there's no cameras on the parking lot so you see them walk off in the direction that it looks like the parking lot would be in so presumably to you know get in a vehicle or something or walk away but like you can't see anything after that Okay. So if someone um, else wants to investigate. Okay. 2D6, you said? Yeah. Plus okay. sharp. All right. So five. That's a three. Plus sharp is one. So that's a nine. Okay. So you can ask one of the questions. What was it going to do? Hmm. Like what, I guess. I guess maybe the better thing is like maybe what... Can that be interpreted as what is its intent or maybe not? I don't know. Um, answer it how you see fit. I will, I will let you do that. Okay. So I'm going to answer it and I'm going to give you like some extra information too, I think. Um, so, cause I want you all to know this. Um, so you are palace you're looking and you're you know you've dealt with you know hostage situations i'm sure back in the old country um (laughs) and this is not what that is um and you're kind of looking and they're just they just seem to be walking out like together and it's fine but um but you know that that doesn't seem right so you're looking a little closer and um mr hadley has an extremely vacant look on his face uh, and that as, isn't on Tony's? Huh? 
that same in that look is not on Tony's face. No, it's the same. So they kind of oh, have okay. the same expression. It's oh. like this vacant, not really all there look on their faces. And, um, you know, they're walking out and that's fine. But then you also notice, um, the way that Mr. Hadley is walking looks a little stilted, like, um, you know, his knees aren't bending correctly or, you know, I mean, he did hurt his leg, so it could be that, but it looks similar to the way you saw Tony move and the way he is moving in this video. Hmm. Um, so, yep, I think that answers that. Um, did everyone else also see that or was I the only one? Um, well, you're really like scrutinizing this, so you might want to tell them because it's not super obvious unless you're looking okay. close. They... Pete, but come here. Uh, okay. Okay. And she points to this the the screen, and she says, "The way they're moving, it's nearly identical." And look at their faces. Ew! Interesting. Yeah. It's like they have no thoughts. Like they're doing this. It's like they're marionettes, like they're puppets. Oh my god. They have puppets in your time? <laughs> I was gonna know. say they have marionettes. Maybe, she, maybe yeah, Greece. marionettes probably not. Shadow puppets, yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of uh, what's that called? Um anachronisms. A lot of anachronisms going on within Palace. She's she's been around <laughs> she's going native. <laughs> um uh she she kind of jams her finger closer to the screen. She says, they don't know what they're doing. We're going to have to figure out a way to, to, to see where they went. Um, uh, Buck, is there any way you can... Can we look at the... Well, can we look at the camera and see what, what kind of car they got in or something? Well... There's no cameras in the parking lot. Oh! oh holy shit, I just well, realized well, they got Tony at the... At the, at the fucking... At the place where the cops are. Yeah. I'm forgetting the name of this place. The police, the police station. station. <laughs> the, the, the police house. The house where the, where the police live. Where they keep the, where the, the police cars. They put them in the stables and they feed them at the night. The police box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alice, you're rubbing off the on The slammer. <laughs> so she, we should go, she, we should go there. That, see what she he's takes up to. a step away from him. <laughs> so she goes, so as not to rub you. <laughs> well we gotta figure out what we gotta talk to this guy right if if we can talk to him we should probably give the I should probably give the officer call to inform him what we have found so I'm gonna do that okay so you call Calhoun yes and officer Calhoun hi uh this is Buck, he Har the phone. <laughs> Buck Harrison <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Hey, so we got into the uh, we got to the cameras and we found that they that uh, the ice cream man checked out with Mr. Hadley huh. at the same time and they both had the same expression and kind of stilted movement. No, we don't know where they went because there so are no he cameras left with them. Yeah, so they left together and they they had like the same vacant expression and they had the, and I don't know if. Um, if your guy is moving, still moving lanky, but they were both moving, you know, kind of like they're marionettes, 
Like they can't, like they don't have kneecap, like knees. And there's no, uh, he's not, he wasn't being coerced. There's no, you know, I don't know, gun or something. No, no, not at all. Huh. Well, we, uh, you know, I haven't made it back over to the precinct yet. Um, I'm still kind of over here at Islands on the Green to deal with the Lynette family, but uh, uh, my officer over there told me that he keeps, he's talking now, and he keeps saying that he didn't do it, and it wasn't him, and that's, you know, we always get these perps, and they dissociate or have something wrong with their head or something, so that's not too weird, but uh, the officer said he was mumbling something about... The model home. I don't know what that means. Does that does that mean anything to you? In that there was some stuff going on at that model home. Yeah. So at the model home, in the in the neighborhood where all the stuff where the Hadleys are, right? There's a model home there, right? Oh, huh. All right. I guess we'll get someone over there to check that out eventually. I uh, yeah. I'll talk to you later, Buck. Bye. When he all right. Cool. Up. Bye. <laughs> oh, so what's all going right, on? We're going you, to the model home. You get the you get the sense. Okay, perfect. I was like, you get the sense that, like, he'll get stuff done at, at some point, but you guys yeah. seem to be moving a little faster than him at this point, so. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're going to the bureaucracy and, and, and all that. Well, hello there. General Kenobi... Just kidding. I'm not General Kenobi or General Grievous. I am your editor, your pod boss, your keeper. Nope, not your keeper, your best friend. That's the word I'm looking for. And today I'm going to roll a d20. Uh, That is a 16. So that means that I am your Frosty the Snowman. You put a little scavenger's flex fit hat on me and look at me go. Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump over the hills of snow. Well, hey everybody, let's uh, talk about a couple things here real quick. Uh, you might find that this episode ends a little hastily. Um, I so this episode was actually just shy of two hours, and that is just simply too long for an episode. So I am cutting it into two separate pieces. So I'm going to do my best to cut this at a place that will leave a majority of the good action uh, in the finale of this arc. But I want to give you a heads up as to what comes after this arc. Basically, like, what's going to be happening in Myth Takes over the next few months. want to kind of give you a little bit of, of an update on that schedule so that you know what is coming up ahead. So please be sure not to skip this section. Um, now, what I am going to do, though, is before I do that, It's going to be a little bit like TV. I am going to make you listen to an ad here real quick, but here's the catch. The ad is for us. Well, not necessarily for Myth Takes, but it's for the Scavengers Network. I would love if everybody who listens to this show were to go out and check out two things. Uh, Well, really three things, but two of them are related and one of them is separate. So the first two things are things that you can find on the scavengersnetwork.com. So the first step that I want you to do is check out scavengersnetwork.com. Mason has been working uh, to do a lot of work on the website. We're both kind of working on trying to build the whole thing up. 
make it a little bit more functional, add more features, things like that. We're trying to really make this our our home base for all of our content. Um, and then what I would like you to do is, is go to the store and just check out some of the stuff that we have to offer. Uh, we got a couple of things from this show. Uh, we've got quite a few things from a lot of the shows, but we just put up five, I think, if I'm not mistaken, five new pieces of merchandise. Um, two of them are from Wet Hot American Moon Juice, which is a NaNoWriMo podcast. Um, the other item is for Insanely Haunted, which Max, who's in this episode, uh, that's one of their podcasts. So uh, there's a new shirt from Insanely Haunted. Uh, and then there's also two items for the new to the network Unnatural 20s. Uh, we made that announcement at the end of the last episode uh, for myth takes and stuff like that. So if you didn't hear that, uh, that big announcement, well, hey, congratulations, you're hearing it now. Uh, the Unnatural 20s are now here on the Scavengers Network, and we have a denim dad hat and also a uh, tee. Their logo is always on like a gray background, so it is a gray t-shirt with their logo on it. Um, and, uh, th that, but th basically those are the two big things for like our website that I would love for you to go check out. Uh, the holiday season is coming up, so maybe if you or someone that you know listens to any of the Scavengers Network shows, maybe grab something. Who knows, maybe you need a gift for like a white elephant, you know, gift exchange sort of situation. A Scavengers Network mug would be great. My whole point though is that sometimes like little things like this could really help get the word out. And as you well may know, the best form of marketing is word of mouth. The last thing that I'm going to talk to you about is patreon.com. Patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Uh, we have bonus content every, every month. And I think that you're really going to like what we are setting up for 2020. Um, we've got kind of a big initiative and it's also very, I'm going to give you a teaser right now. 2020 is going to be big for the community. So now is the time to hop on the Patreon situation. It's just $2 a month for all the bonus content, or if you want to, there are other tiers, uh, but there's a lot of really great perks and there's going to be some new perks coming your way once again in 2020. So the two things that we've talked about today have been scavengersnetwork.com and patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Okay, the last thing that we have to talk about is the schedule of Myth Takes. What, what's happening uh, next after this arc, everything like that. So let's have a very quick conversation about that. This is the second to last episode of this arc. Earlier in the episode, you did hear Morgan mention that this was the last episode, but it was like two hours long, and that's just way too long. So we're splitting it in half. This has happened like three times so far in this podcast, so... Hopefully by now you're used to me having to say something like that when it comes to a finale. Um, so in two weeks time, you are going to have a brand new episode and it is going to be the finale of this arc. And that is, of course, December the 19th, which is the last episode of Myth Takes in 2019 and the last episode in this decade. So that's also kind of a fun little exciting thing. What we're going to do is, is after that, we are going to be recording a holiday special for you, and that is actually going to come out on the very first Thursday of the new year. That's going to be on uh, January 2nd, 
Now, just like last year, uh, what we're going to be doing here is, is we are going to then take the following episode off. So not on the 2nd, obviously, but in 14 days after that, on the 16th of January, there will be no new episode. And then we're going to come back to you with a brand new episode on the 30th. The big reason for this is that, uh, well, two things. One, because the holidays are busy and stressful, uh, I am going to be getting the holiday episode done right before the break actually starts. And then basically what's going to end up happening is, is that right after we come back from the break, I have to take my GMAT, which is basically the same thing as the GRE, but um, specifically geared towards management uh, because I'm trying to go back for my master's degree. And I have to take that degree within the first couple of days of January. So we're basically just going to take a little bit of time off here. I'm going to just get the stuff done that I have to get done outside of the show. And then uh, in January, we'll be coming back with uh, it should be a bunker break will be the first in fiction media res episode of the year on January the 30th. Um, and again, the holiday special will be on January the 2nd. And of course, before we get back into the mystery, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at MythTakesCast. Tell us your theories. Tell us the things that you want to see. Tell us if you want to see Pete team up with Allie or if you want to see Palace meet up with Annabelle. Or uh, I would definitely love to know your conspiracy theories after this next episode comes out because I think there's going to be a lot of them. I think there's going to be so many theories. Uh, and I'm excited to hear them. So once again, at MythTakesCast, hit us up there. You could find yourself having a character named after you. And with that, let's head on right back into the mystery. Okay, so you go to the model home. Do you do anything before that, or you're just you're you're going? Do we want to Load do another uh, shopping montage? <laughs> a shopping montage. A okay, no gun. Okay, well, um, do you have any weapons, Pete, or no? Pete, yeah, Pete's got a uh, Pete's got a pair of knuckle dusters. Oh, that's right. Oh, I love that. All right. Um, cool. Okay, so I'm just gonna read the description of the model home slash new development area again just kind of remind us all what that's like before uh, before you do I that wrote, uh, says oh sure uh can i ask who's driving because hmm? someone's driving us to the model car yeah who's driving i don't know a model home and i wanted yep. to Pete, probably <laughs> i was gonna say let's 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 use process of elimination well, i thought it'd be funny if palace did but then i remembered that she doesn't know how to drive <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrifying <laughs> I used to have nightmares about driving when I didn't know how to. Aww. Oh. So this Aww. is this is great for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Pete's driving. Is there anything you wanted to do in the car, or you just wanted to know that? No, I, I just wanted to goof. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. So you, Pete, where do you park the car? <laughs> You just drive right up there. It's a little. Yeah. It's a the development area. Like the cul-de-sac has been made, but everything else is like dirt. So, so and, well, except I, for that, the house. I think he's gonna leave it. Um, 
in in the road, but as close as you can get to the the model home area. Okay, so you can just pull right up in front of it because it's like okay. it's set on the cul-de-sac. So then that. Um, I'll just read the you know read our description again um, of the area. A pristine tan stuccoed house with rounded terracotta roof tiles sits in the center of the cul-de-sac, surrounded by partially constructed husks of homes and empty dirt lots. Battered yellow bulldozers, excavators, and trucks sit abandoned, guarding their empty house frames and cement foundations. The hot desert air has choked out any chance of a breeze, but a for sale sign swings silently on a fat white post in front of the model home. And now you're at the model home. Oh, it looks a little creepy here. You know, it's like it's it's too perfect, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really value this uh, this these chats we have, Buck. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Okay, so uh, so uh, plan. Um, we should probably get in the house, but there's I. Um, trying to see. Um, I, I'm gonna read a bad situation. Ooh, okay. Good, good, good call. But let me redo this because I apparently need to uh, roll two d six. So let me add another two d six to this. And that was, uh, and that's sharp, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's a twelve. Oh. Oh wow. Good job. Thank you. So you get to hold three. So. Um, that's three questions you get to ask, and I'm just going to pop these in the chat, um, and then I'll read them out loud for the benefit of everyone. But I think from here on out, you guys might be uh, reading a lot of bad situations. So I'm just oh, going to, you know, maybe. <laughs> I, Good I don't call. Know. Okay, so I'm going to assume at this point we don't know who's inside the house, so we can't really think. Well, I I, I probably wouldn't think um, the best way to protect any kind of victim because I don't know where the victims are or if there are any victims. Um, so probably first question is what's the best way in? Uh, well, the door is right there. Um, <laughs> and there's some windows and it, there's, it looks like they haven't built up the fence to the backyard yet. I know like Alex and Beth, like you're on the East coast and like they don't have fences around their backyards, but out here <laughs> we have fences, but that hasn't happened yet. So it's just like, it's just a house sitting and, um, and there's a door and, and, that's what you see. Okay. Um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? I mean, you get the sense that there's something in the house, but there's nothing else going on Okay. around hmm. that you... Yeah, so no, there aren't any dangers you haven't noticed. So then I, there would probably be no obvious threats. Um, would it be possible to hold on to a question? Or yeah, should I? absolutely. Okay, okay I will, I'm going to hold on to a question. You see anything in there, Buck? So, not on the surface. Um, I get the feeling there's something in there, but uh, I think, so we have a couple ways in, so we could either go right through the front door, um, we could go through the windows, or we could go through the backyard, which isn't all the way fenced in. Um, we could either split up and split the narrative, or we could all go in together. I feel like because we don't know what's in there, probably going in separately wouldn't, wouldn't be the best idea. Yeah, I'm not into that. So I agree. I guess if we're thinking RPG rules, the, uh, the 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 fighter should go up front and long range people in the back. But since I I, I have probably the the most damaging weapons at the moment, I should maybe go up front. So I think I'll take point. But we should. But which way do we want to go in? Do we want to go through the door, not the windows, 
Um, so the the front of the back. Which way are we going in? Or does someone want to sneak in? Ooh, Pete likes the idea of sneaking in. Definitely. Okay. I think Palace would favor a more direct approach, but she's she's kind of deferring to the other two right now. My so my worry with um, doing something direct at the moment is if there's something going on in there, then they're gonna be be ready for us. So uh, so I would want to sneak, but I don't know if we should ne- necessarily. Well, I don't know if splitting up would be a good idea or it wouldn't be a good idea. I don't know. I don't want to split up. I think we should definitely stay together, and I okay. think we should probably not try to attract attention on our way in. Sounds okay. like you're gonna sneak in and not split up. And yes. so are you going to sneak in through the front or through the back? Let's try the back. Okay. Well, I have three straws and one of them's shorter. So who wants to, are we? <laughs> Do I hear rolling dumb. a d20? <laughs> and, Wait, are we doing D&D? Uh, no, I was saying like <laughs> for straws, we could each roll a oh, d20. Okay. We could. So why don't we do this to, why don't we actually roll 20s to see who goes in first? Okay. All right. Uh, okay, so the lowest goes in first or the highest? Let's say lowest. All right. That's a four. Nin- I got a 19. I got a 13. Oh, fantastic. The least <laughs> sneaky person. But I do feel like Palace would maybe be the most calm under pressure. She's definitely, she's definitely dealt with probably worse things than this. Yeah. At, at the time, you know, not to say it won't get worse, but, um, yeah, so she's, she's calm. She's just kind of clunky is how I envision her. Yeah. So like uh, every okay. step is just like a, a more decibels than a typical person walking. Yes. And plus, uh, well, she's probably at, at, at this point in her life, she's in well into her 20s. She's probably figured out a, figured out a way to walk without her weapons jingle jangling. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You guys self self DMing now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sweet. We, uh, we rolled to uh, figure out who's going in first and it's oh, me. Cool. All right. So, okay. So Palace is going in first. Yes. And who's so coming? F- who's next? I think it was me. It was Buck, and then, and then it was Pete. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, so you do that. Unless <laughs> you have I, any questions first. <laughs> I do that. Um, how does the, what's the layout of the back of the house? Just like. Um, so there's, you know, like a porch. Um, it's not raised up or anything. There's just like a, you know, the uh, roof comes down like a balcony and a little concrete slab. There's a step up to the door. Um, it's just like a plain door in the back that has a window but there's blinds drawn um across the window so you can't actually see in Mm. and um as you're looking at that you kind of notice also that um there's blinds drawn around all the windows so you can't actually see in the house right now um before you go in okay Um, so do you just open the door or do you like what's your your plan of attack uh, um yeah, you know what? I think she does. <laughs> uh, I think um, she she takes the knob and just like turns it slowly, like I assume Pete taught her to do at some point. <laughs> um, That's how you do it without making noise. Just like 
as as slowly and quietly as possible. She tries to crack at the minimum amount for her body to fit inside. Okay, act under pressure. Okay, right. Nine plus one, so a ten. Nice. Okay, um, so you do what you set out to do. Okay. And so- you open the door. It is completely silent. Uh... And you slide in. Does everyone else kind of pick uh-huh. that that same thing? Okay, I'll need act yeah. under pressure from both of you, Buck and oh, Pete. Oh, for real? Oh, mm-hmm. shucks. <laughs> That's a DM's laugh. I recognize that laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, act under pressure is plus sharp. Cool. It's plus cool. Plus cool. Great. Pete is so I, cool. So I think actually, I got yeah, a I'm extremely cool. I don't know yeah. how that happened. You got a Me 10. Too. Okay, so Buck, you're in next. And oh, we Pete, all got 10s. Oh. I got a 10, yeah. Okay, perfect. So you're all in. That's great. So <laughs> as you walk in, um, <laughs> you, good job. Um, you, it's it's dark. Like there's a, like light is, you know, kind of coming in. So you can see like a little bit, but it's it's dark inside the house um, because all the, the windows are drawn shut. And um, you are standing in a kitchen. And it is pristine. Um, there's not even dust on it. And um, there's like a, you know, it's just like a normal f- kitchen that's new, basically. Um, the sink's there. And there's like an island with like a bowl of fake plastic fruit on it. Killer. And um, there's a doorway that goes, or like a, not a, it's not a door. It's just like a, you know, opening that just goes into the rest of the house from the kitchen. Um, and you know what? I'll tell you this too. As you kind of look through that doorway, Directly on the left side of it are two sets of stairs, one that goes up and one that goes down. So it's a tri-level. Um, so you're on the, the main level of the house. There's a doorway and then some stairs to go up or down. Okay. I feel like we should start from the bottom. Now we're here. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Paula says it would be prudent of us to, to uh, rise levels. And eliminate each as a threat. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> She's just, just offering her opinion. Yeah. Okay, so up or down? Down. Down. Down? Okay, so Ding. you down. go down in the basement. The stairs are mercifully quiet. Um, do you take a peek into the living room at all? So what, through the doorway, it kind of goes into the living room and like dining room area. Do you take oh. a peek in there at all as you're going through or do you just go downstairs? You don't you don't care about. I think Pete naturally would just because he doesn't like to not know whether his exits are covered, you know? OK, um, roll. To investigate a mystery. Investigate a mystery. OK. <clears throat> Duh, that is an 11. Great. So, so instead of you asking a question, I'm just going to tell you this. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, the oh living God. room is, again, pristine. Um, there are, uh, you know, couches and, and chairs and stuff. And there's one chair that's facing away and your your senses tingle. There's someone in that chair. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks. Uh, I, I don't think we're alone in here. Is there a ghost? Pete, the, <laughs> Pete indicates the um, the chair. We'll say that because I'm trying to think of like how this would be set up, and it would just be weird if they had a living room with a chair facing the wall. So we'll <laughs> say that um, it's like a living room, and then it kind of opens into a dining room, and the chair is kind of facing the dining room. So like okay. it, it it's looking into another room. It's not just like 
a random chair facing the wall, but you know it's that chair. Okay. So he points that out to Buck and Palace. Uh, okay. He says, let's not, maybe we should, well, I don't know. I don't really know what to do here. Why don't we, why don't we check that first so we don't get stuck in the basement? Okay. So that way, if something happens, we have windows we can jump out of rather than having to fire our way up the stairs. Can I, is, can I investigate a mystery, I guess? Is this person alive? Go ahead and read a bad situation for me. Ooh, actually, I still have a hold. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do. Oh, my God. Do you want to use it? Yeah, I'm going to use that. Is that person still alive? Actually, no, I need to actually ask one of the questions. Um, Yeah, sorry. You got to ask one of those questions. I'm not advanced. Um, Let's see. Well, we know there's something there, obviously. Um, What sort of creature is it? Um, So you're kind of peering around, and from what you can tell, you can see, like, if you kind of, like, tip on your tippy toes and, like, look over the top of the chair, it's the back of somebody's head with blonde hair. Um, like a full-size head, not a child-size head. I was going like to say, an which adult one person of head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would... So a humanoid uh, I, person, creature, possibly. Yeah. So I, what I would suggest is that we potentially take up positions in the room just so we get someone looking out towards the back door, one person keeping eyes on the stairwell, and then Buck can kind of inch around. I'm assuming at this point, Buck has a weapon out because it's a bad situation. So he's going to have... So, well, are we cool with that? So, like, um, Palace and Pete taking up just positions just to keep eyes on the, uh, the back door and then the stairs? Yeah, sounds good to me. Let's do it. Yeah, I think Palace crouches down by the stairs, kind of half in, half out, keeping an eye on okay. Buck, but also being very alert of if anything. Pete's comes ready up. to book it out the back door. <laughs> okay. Uh Buck, what are you doing? So I am um with my weapon drawn, but not pointed well well uh so my th- my thought is I don't know if this is a potentially a victim, potentially an enemy. But because I don't want to point a weapon at someone who's a victim, but then I also don't want to be caught unaware. So I should probably just hold my gun up anyway. So I'm going mm-hmm. to. So and just for um story's sake, I'm going to have going to have my if I can go back to my weapons list um okay. my assault rifle up and I'm going to inch around kind of strafing Jesus, the side <laughs> of the well, maybe. Yeah, and maybe. Oh. Uh, but fine, I'll go with the firearm and I'll just strafe around the side of the chair, <laughs> taking like a wide angle to go around to see like what's actually sitting in the chair. Okay. So in the chair is a woman. She's beautiful, you think, at first. But as you stare, smaller things become apparent. Her white skin has a grayish pallor. Her nose, too small. Lips, too thin. Her eyes flick over you the palest blue irises. Her long, flat, waxy blonde hair falls in sheets against her naked body, sticking in places. The way she sits, no, the way she lays in her chair seems unnatural. Her limbs seem too long and her musculature lacks a certain vitality. 
She's essentially an atrophied pile of flesh. Slowly, you see the muscles contract sickeningly, rippling upward and drawing tighter together. She stands, although not upright, sort of at an angle as though a creature mimicking standing that had never actually seen it before. She takes a few short, wobbling steps towards you, sinewy limbs contracting in all the wrong places. Her thin pink lips crack in a grotesque smile, revealing rows, multiple rows of crooked, sharp teeth. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey everyone, and welcome to Promo and You'll Miss It, the Blink and You'll Miss It promo, where every promo is over before you know it. I am James, your host, and we're back to talk to you about what season one of Blink and You'll Miss It was about. Well, we talked about all of the Blink discography from Cheshire Cat up through the deluxe edition of California, and we also talked about Boxcar Racer and Plus 44, all of which is available now on the Scavengers Network. So go find it and enjoy. Enjoy.